0: We live based on our perception of ourselves, our five aggregates, as if we were a person. A person who is born, lives and dies. A person who experiences daily life, who experiences forms, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. And then at death, we're finished. However, for ordinary mortals, that mind stream of impurities and ignorance gives rise to other types of experience in other realms until we completely eradicate the poisons within, until we completely eradicate the unwholesome karmas that we have accumulated life after life, we are destined, bound, to re-arise in another way. But the Buddha, a perfectly awakened one, a Tathāgata, does not arise again. And by pointing to this non-arising, the Buddha is giving us a language that we're not familiar with. It's a language that, that... doesn't use this I, this I. We are without a self, we're empty of a self. And if we begin to study ourselves as empty phenomena instead of a me, then we won't be sticking. There won't won't be that stickiness to the conceptual world that we create in our minds over and over again, and to the personality that we create in that conceptualizing day by day, lifetime by lifetime. Therefore, it is impossible to say, I get enlightened, because there is no I. And in the same way, this this person does not not get enlightened. But it's the whole language around, I am a person, that creates the, the suffering around what we experience or fail to experience. So it's really kind of at the root of the whole project, important for us to recognize the emptiness of this process and our ability to liberate ourselves from identifying with it once and for all. If we could just, just do that, that much, then we could understand when the Buddha refers to himself as the Tathagata, such, as this suchness, that such gone forth, it's a gone outness. So the fire goes out when you take away the fuel. When the fuel of the conceiving mind, the perceiving mind, the, the giving birth to mind, giving birth to a world into forms, to feelings, to to experiences, to interpretations, to past, present, and futures, time instead of timelessness, self instead of selflessness, death instead of deathlessness, birth instead of birthlessness, then we are no longer subject to these causes of suffering. We realize their true origin, and then we are able to bring them to an end. Right here, in these mental and physical processes. But it's very difficult to do that, isn't it? We're trained and taught, this is who I am, and we look very separate, we have characteristics, we hold the characteristics, we we glue them together through our sense media. And in doing so, we live in that framework, and only when we come to the ending of that framework do we begin to realize that it doesn't last, it falls apart, it breaks up and disappears. Otherwise we truly believe that this is somehow permanent. So the whole law of impermanence is the underpinning of our enlightenment, without truly establishing the truth of that without having faith in it and trusting it, we go on putting grass and sticks into the fire of our confusion and of our attachment, the fire of our greed, the fire of our aggression, our ill will, our resistance, the fire of our hostility, of our self-criticism, the fire of our violence, the fire of our lack of understanding. And so we keep recreating these worlds. recreating them and then they die and we pick up another one. Every day of life is a new world, a new life. It, it's born, it arises and ceases. It's born and arises and ceases. Again and again and again. But the stopping of all that is something we do internally, internally through correcting our way of holding all of this, through our way of seeing and picking up. We see, see more truly and we let go. The speculative views that human beings circulate and recycle is what we feed on, and that's where our suffering arises. Knowing the Four Noble Truths brings a stop to that. Just that, just suffering, its origin, its cessation, and the path. We've heard the Four Noble Truths over and over again, but they are, every time, every breath, they are the basis for realizing this impermanence. And without realizing the impermanence, we don't realize the dukkha. Without seeing the dukkha, we don't see the emptiness. Without seeing the emptiness, we keep lighting the fire, instead of putting it out. So how do we put out greed? Because the body is hungry. We, we, we have to eat to stay alive. But wanting more, or fear, or anger, How do we put these fires out by continuously bringing to the forefront of our consciousness, this is impermanent? Even in the very middle of a moment of fear, if we can just stop and have that perspective, this is impermanent, 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 impermanent. rubbing it in the way you would rub oil onto dry skin. It it becomes bearable when it's not so dry. In this way, we don't hold it. We just can let it go for a moment. Suddenly something happens, take a moment. Someone says something to you, just take a moment. You're in a not good mood, take a moment. You're in a good mood, take a moment. Not holding on to any of it. So they're doing this rescue, and I wanted to dedicate our practice to all those children and all those people that are risking their lives to rescue them. And today four of the boys have been rescued from the cave. So what's first aid? They have to give them first aid. First aid in the Buddha's legacy is this true knowing, this true seeing. How on earth they ever found those children through that maze of caves underwater in the darkness, swimming and diving in murky water and trying to find these Stranded children deep in the bowels of the earth, how did they do that? They had a certain skill, they had the faith, they had the trust, they had tools. So that's how they're able to get them out. We also are like those children, stuck on a ledge in a cave, in the darkness, and we don't know the way out. But, the Buddha has thrown us a lifeline. And if we grab hold of it, and grab hold of that tight, and let it pull us out of the murky water, then, one day, through all the troughs and turns, all the horrors and fascinations of life, one day we'll see through it all, and we will get first aid. We will be healed, we will be rescued and we will come out of the darkness into the truth of what we are, what we're doing here on this planet. Thank you for your attention today.